Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is luxury healing, baby. <laughs> Find the business that pays, right? I'm not gonna be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just gonna make me sad, and I'm gonna have buyers or more. I'm gonna spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that you know make me feel good, and, and go to places that make me feel good, and things that Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support, you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. Here and it is Tell the Truth Tuesday. We're actually live on my Instagram. If you guys aren't following me, we're at, at miss.d.scott, M-I-S-S.d.scott. And it's Tell the Truth Tuesday, May 27, 2020, and it's hot as balls. My AC is not working in the African American writer's apartment, so I'm not understanding what's going on. So today we're actually going to talk about forgiveness being the final act of healing. Um, I often quote you know, the prophetess Beyonce um, in one of her shows, she was talking about how forgiveness is the final act of love. So I guess if we have love for ourselves, then, you know, to forgive um, is a huge thing to do because it's a part of healing. Uh, But y'all know how I feel about forgiveness and how I feel about I'm sorry and how I feel about, you know, are you really sorry or are you sorry you got caught? Um. Are you really upset that we broke up, or did you just realize that the pussy that you was getting was trash as fuck, and now you want to come back and have a fucking conversation? Um, I went through, so first of all, there are six planets, of, well, five planets are retrograde, then Athena is in some sort of like meteorite shower. The moon is in cancer right now, so we already went through our Gemini situation Gemini, and I warn y'all about this, is the party animal of the fucking zodiac. That is what they do. They bipolar asses. They are the the funnest. They are the most fun. Funnest is not a word. They are the most fun people. They love to get lit. Fucking Lil Duval is a Gemini. My dad was a Gemini. One of my homegirls is a Gemini. You know, but um, when you have certain currencies that are in Gemini, 
this makes for a fucking problem when you have every planet that is associated with love in a retrograde, which means that we have to run it back, y'all. Run it back. So try being in love while and healing from any past love trauma while having a party. It just it doesn't work. So now what's getting ready to happen is that everything is getting ready to go into cancer. Which cancer, y'all know I'm a cancer, June twenty fourth cancer. Hi my boo. I can't stand you. Hi, my little niecey poo. So everything's getting ready to go into cancer, which is the mother of the zodiac. So now a lot of people misinterpret cancers by saying we're crybabies and we're this and we're that. Don't forget that we got that platinum box. And the reason that I say that is because if cancer is the mother of the fucking zodiac, how do you think that we got to be the mother of the zodiac? We was fucking. That's what we was doing. That's what we do. Capricorn is the father of the zodiac. My, my brother, Saladin, is a Capricorn. Very different exchange, very different conversation. So you have the moon in Capricorn, or, or I'm sorry, the moon in Cancer right now, stemming off of Gemini's, my girl wants to party all the time. You have that going on. And then you have these fuck-ass retrogrades going on that are like, hold on, before that happens, let me just run it back real quick about your fourth grade love affair, you know, or let me run it back. So whenever we're in a retrograde, it's always an opportunity for us to, to address a trauma. So we survived the Mercury retrograde. Cancers are excellent at surviving Mercury retrograde because once you're done, you're done, bitch. And that's just it. Okay. Mm. Uh, thank you. My little baby, Anthony from my Casamigos are sent to me by my other little baby, Melissa. Vaughn, who works for D-Squared, who gave me those amazing shoes. So we're talking about forgiveness. And so when you are on your spiritual journey and you are out here doing things, you start to notice certain patterns of shit that are meant to trigger you. And so after a while, you stop getting triggered because you're like, oh, I've seen this before. I've seen you before, motherfucker. Get on now. I'm, I'm good, right? So... I passed all, like, the lower-tier Mortal Kombat ex-boyfriends texting or calling, trying to have a word or say what's up. And one thing that I always, um, hey, Mike, have you been to New York in a minute? One thing I always like to discuss with people is that forgiveness is really on your fucking terms. It's not on anybody else's terms. I do not accept sorry. I don't accept apologies because I feel like, when you're apologizing to somebody, right, the only apology I accept is a misinterpretation or a misunderstanding. I don't accept apologies without cash, credit card, cash app, or something. I don't accept those apologies because I feel like you knew exactly what you were doing when you did or said what you did. Now, if you can prove to me that you were unaware that that was something that was going to hurt me, God damn, I just bust my head into my own mic. Um, if you could prove to me that that is something that came out or wasn't meant to hurt me or wasn't in malintent, then I can forgive you because then it's like, oh, okay, well, I understand where you're coming from. So I had to do a lot of forgiveness this week because this is the part that I hate. So when we're talking about healing, we also have to look at the top. So, so these love retrogrades, what they really do is they – point out your toxic shit, and they also point out 
what you allowed, what you accepted, and they point out other people's toxic shit, right? So imagine having to, imagine loving someone, right? And you just want to be with them and you just, not like that, but like you just want to love them and squeeze them and hug them and "Mm, I just love you so much. And they're going through some shit and they're going through some shit. And especially our men, especially our black men, our Latino men, and I'm not excluding white men. I've never dated one. It's just not going to happen. I don't think in this realm, but I I find y'all attractive, but I'm talking about my black men. We just saw another one being murdered today, which you know you done fucked up, right? Because that's um, stack five. That's uh, one of the former NBA players. That was his twin. That was his brother. So I don't like to address a lot of that trauma stuff because I actually work for the state where I'm able to actually make a difference. So it doesn't make any sense for me to harbor on something when I'm actually out and it's not even about getting petitions and marching and things like that because I find that to be ineffective. I'd rather be out trying to change the law or try to change the way, you know, that the system is is being, you know, utilized. So and we also saw the Karen and the dog park. I don't want to choose to spend my time like that because those of us that are from New York or have lived in New York know that this is shit that's been happening long since before the Central Park Five, long since before, you know, even segregation even. So forgiveness. So I had to literally have a conversation with myself this week and acknowledge that I am not the center of the universe to, you know, my beloved or to whoever it is that I'm dealing with or to whoever it is I'm friends with. I'm not the center of the universe. And this is very hurtful for for me because I think I am the center of the fucking universe and I make you the center of my universe. So why wouldn't I be the center of your universe? And so when you start looking at, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, I swear that I can't make this shit up. Spirit laughs at me. They laugh at you. They laugh at all of us because I literally sit there and I say to myself shit like, you know, a, a paid man is a busy man. And spirit's like, you right. So I'm going to give you a paid man but I'm going to make sure that that motherfucker is busy so that you understand what the fuck you just said. And I'm like, that's the fucking time with me. You remember the Martin Lawrence show where he was like, that's the fucking time with me. You never spent any time with me. And I used to get mad at women because they would be so cumbersome or so bothersome. And it's just like, and especially, so so it's not even a paid man as a busy man. I can't even imagine, and, and, and I talk to my brother Saladin about this all the time, like, who the fuck are you going to date? Because he's not as lenient as I am with time, and he's very structured because he's the father of the Zodiac, he's a Capricorn. And I tell my brother all the time, I'm like, who are you going to date? Because he literally belongs to the world. He doesn't belong to the streets. He belongs to the world. So that was ignorant what that shit just did to me. So we have these situations where um, I had to literally sit there and understand that I was not the center of someone's universe. And that was very difficult for me to understand because this is somebody that you know, you love this person and you want to see them do well and you don't understand why they can't just make a little bit of time. And so I'm not in the business of repeating my fucking self. I'm not in the business of 
you know, banging a motherfucker. That's just not what I do. I am a girl. I am a girl. And so you have to come for me in the way that you know how to come for me, and I will allow you to come for me, but let's just hope that the feeling is still the same or the feeling is mutual. Most men don't have to worry about me going to the left on them just because, motherfucker, a paid woman is a busy woman. I'm busy, um, but I'm still a woman. And I still require certain things. And, again, I used to, again, spirit comes down with the rolled-up newspaper smacks me in my fucking face. And one of my other things was if you can't spend the money, spend the time. If you can't spend the time, spend the money. String to that. Child support, whatever it is. Can't spend the time, spend the money. Fucking my stipend. Can't spend the time, spend the money. Hmm. Your relationships. Can't spend the time, spend the money, right? So this week is a little bit of a different week because of the fact that um, I told y'all last week I was contacted by two of my exes, both who have been extremely physically abusive to me. And I had an opportunity to uh, speak to one of their mothers. And it was as if nothing had ever happened. It was, it was, you know, and, and there was a lot of love there. You know, I, I was doing deliveries um, this weekend, and then I realized how small the world is. And um, while I was doing deliveries, I learned that someone that I knew, like, just, like, in passing, like, oh, hey, how you doing, passed away from leukemia. Um, and he's a friend of Unc, you know, I call him Unc. And um, so I had to realize that the world stopped that day because although I'm up here trying to have a conversation with my old man, you know, um, death trumps all, you know. So I I had to become extremely understanding in my forgiveness of people, especially the way it was raised, things like that. Like some of these motherfuckers never had a chance. So it's just like for me to expect me from anybody but me is really setting myself up for failure. So I remember, you know, I'm talking to the mom and she was telling me, well, we're going to get some, we just, we're going to say it, you know, it's in the book, Staying in Atlanta, Diary of a Hot Mess on Amazon and Kindle. And um, she says she warned her son, you know, you're going to end up, one of these girls going to do something to you. And he lifts up his shirt and shows him like six inch scar six-inch scar where I stabbed him back in the day, Um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not proud of that because I found out that he was messing with the girl that I was cool with, and she kept telling me, like, she was running into him, and I'm like, bitch, you ain't ran into this motherfucker at Caravana. There's 1.2 million people in Toronto during Caravana. You ain't ran into him. So it just, it got weird, and then I told her, go stand next to her conquest. I ain't even beat her ass. I stabbed him. How many of you bros can say that? Well, you fucked the dude up, not the girl. And she was my friend. She's my good friend. So she running back, telling everything, which I wasn't doing shit anyway. But it's just sad, you know. That's sad. So in my forgiveness, I had to understand that this particular person is not in a position to hurt me, harm me, or any of that in any way. And now I'm in a position of control. So what do we do when we're in a position of control or power to me indicate the type of motherfucker you are, you know? So I chose to do something that didn't cost me any money, you know, which was to have a conversation with the mom and, you know, so on and so forth. And 
move on about my day. Second act of forgiveness came when I realized that so the person that I would rather, you know, spend my time with, uh, you know, I call him Unc, I know that, um, <clears throat> he just don't got it in him. He just, he's busy, he got other shit going on. And so, like, although I don't um, give up on the relationship, I just give up. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just give up trying, right? So I understand that men are busy and things like that. And it's just crazy because just in like a basic conversation I can have with someone and they would be like, oh, you know, if that was me, I'd be able to get up there. And then I'm just like knowing the situation, knowing his fear of getting sick. You know, he takes COVID-19 very seriously. But as a woman and as someone that is extremely emotional, all I'm hearing is you don't want to see me. You're not offering any explanation. So, I mean, it's no different than I would tell you girls. Sometimes motherfuckers just don't give a fuck. You know, they they want to fuck with you and they want to fuck with you. And, 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 you know, don't ever think that, you know, like, and it's not even I talk a good game. I'm, I'm who the fuck I say I am. But at the same time, I deal with the same fuck shit that y'all deal with. You know, not to say that all men are the same. It's just to say that I'm not that bitch. You can't talk to me like that. And so, you know, it's unfortunate that, like, a little piece of me dies every time there's no grandiose gesture. There, A little piece of me dies every time there's no reciprocity. And then, unfortunately, I came up with a new term that's called where's the baby? And I think a lot of, especially men, boom. now that summer hit, oh, everybody about to act a motherfucking fool. Cheap-ass sundresses everywhere. This is the men's season. But, you know, as a woman, it's just it's difficult for me to just skate on a motherfucker like that. Just, you know what I'm saying? Whether I was under contract or not. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. That's always a motherfucking fact. Always. But what astonishes me is what you you men think that it is that I want to do. Right? So I'm just like everybody else. I just want to be loved on, hugged on, fucked on here and there. You know, I don't care about the frequency. So I had to forgive myself for manifesting the situation that I'm in currently and saying did you really mean to manifest somebody that was just going to be your partner in business? You didn't mean that. So you shouldn't have came to us at the altar as your ancestors and asked for a motherfucker that was just going to be your partner. You shouldn't have did that. You should have asked for something more. But then I realized that even if I had asked for that, this person wouldn't have been able to give me more. And so it is literally the epitome of having to settle And then when it's good, it's good. And when it's not, it's not. Like, it's heartbreaking because I'm not sure that a man can grasp what he's saying or doing to a woman when he's saying, I can only do this. Because you're a grown-ass man, which means that you're choosing to only do that and not offering any other explanation or any other solution to the issue. So I came up with a new term that's called where's the baby. 
And where's the baby comes from, um, it's like you're watching a baby, right, any baby, and the baby is too quiet. And then you rush around, you rush around, you're like, oh, my God, there's like that brief moment of fear. And you're like, where's the fucking baby? Where's the baby? You know, and you realize the baby is in the room doing something destructive, doing something fucked up, or the baby maybe is sleeping. But a lot of you men do that where's the baby shit in the summertime. Y'all get so caught up in doing whatever the fuck it is you're doing and being in your relationships and your pseudo relationships and your young and old relationships and recycled relationships and fuck relationships. You guys get so caught up in that that the person that's literally standing attentive and only wanted to be with you and standing ten toes down and just waiting for whatever shit it is that you're going through to the past, you forgot about her. <laughs> and so now you have the arduous task of having to say, like, where's she at? Like, where's, you know, where's this person? And now so much time has passed that this person has changed. This person has new job titles, new job roles, new things that she's doing or other businesses that she's investing more time in and you didn't know anything about it. And now y'all are at a disconnect. And at this point, it's just like, I've been so disconnected from this person for so long. It's just kind of like, you kind of got to see the writing on the wall. And I I go through this with y'all live so that y'all understand. Sometimes I misread people too. Sometimes, you know, sometimes motherfuckers don't fuck with you the way you fuck with them. And that's okay. Mm. But if you don't fuck with me the way that I fuck with you, I wish you would just break the shit down like that and just leave it alone. So I started thinking about something, because y'all know I'm real intuitive, and especially when I'm dealing with somebody. And um, I started realizing that he was having a little pattern again of doing a particular thing. And I'm not going to say what it was, but I know he's doing it because I've done it. And it's crazy because it's like, spirit is like, remember when you was doing this? Now watch, let me show you how crazy you look when you was doing that shit. And I remember before I would go into my dude's house, I would either leave my phone in the car or I would block number the, the number that I knew was going to call me in the phone so that I didn't have to have a conversation about it. And then I would unblock the shit. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, but this is when I had an Android. I couldn't, you can't do that shit when you have an iPhone. So um, I then turned around and had to realize that I have to forgive myself for getting into a situation that was less than what I thought it was going to be. Um, we have a certain amount of time left on the contract, and then if, uh, which business is great, that's, that's not an issue. Um, once that contract is up, there was a two-year clause, which I, I wish people would read their paperwork. But if I don't make a particular purchase, then the contract is up in five more months, and I'm okay with that. You know, I, I have these little girl dreams just like everybody else that, you know, um, everybody's going to make it to the end of the rainbow and we just don't, you know. So it doesn't mean that I love this person any less. It doesn't mean that he cares any less. Definitely doesn't love me at all. And that's fine. I told you, I would go look in the mirror and say to yourself, like, this person does not love me. And, and see, don't that just change something in you? And that's okay. I'm here 
to heal and to love on other people that needed it. And that's also part of being an empath is giving love where you know you're never going to receive it back. Is that abusive to yourself? Absolutely it's abusive. Um, But did it happen? Yeah. And that's okay. You know, we can't be angry at people for not loving us the way that we want to be loved because some of these people don't know how to love but one way anyway. And maybe that's not your way. So um, there was another act. I got back on Twitter. You guys know that I own 716CBD. So we have 716CBD.com. We got something super awesome coming through for the dads and something for you ladies as well for my birth month of June. And um, it's super dope. It's super, super dope. And um, I got this collab going on. I just got another phone call today to do another radio drop with a local hot, hot girl from uh, WBLK. We're going to actually collab on something else. So there's a lot of collaboration and stuff going on. And it's just like you look up and the first person that you want to tell it to, they're unavailable. So you tell it to somebody else or you keep it to yourself. And I just think that this type of shit that I'm doing right now is remarkable and it should be celebrated. So if it's not going to be celebrated, then I don't know what to tell you. So when I do go celebrate, I don't want to hear shit. I'm a motherfucking word at all. Um, so I got back on Twitter, you guys. I am at DMSST93 on Twitter. Um, I'm not real good with the social media. I try to post every day, like my personal page, but my business page, I'm not so much. But um, my 716BD were on Twitter right now. I got a nice surprise on Twitter, and I was able to reach out to somebody that I had not heard from. Shit, I haven't seen this person in like five years, and I haven't heard from them in about a year, so it was nice to catch up on that. And part of the forgiveness as well, and even in just me looking at drunken text messages, um, I'm able to look at and see where I've healed past wanting to snap out on particular people. I've healed past um, holding ill will, you know, especially 12 and 13 years later about some shit. It's, it's never a, what was I arguing about? It's not that. It's more of a, like, let me explain to you why I was coming to see you all the time. Let me explain to you the impact that you had on my life at that time. And, um, I think that's a lot more powerful than telling someone the shitty shit that they did to you or the fuck shit that they did to you and making them try to atone for something that is literally in their nature to do because they don't know any better. You know, so that's also hurtful too, you know, when you want to love people and you can't because they're not going to receive it and they're not going to reciprocate. And I'm not in the business of giving away love that's never going to be returned to me. So, yes, I could love my partner. I can love anybody. But at some point, the love I give out has to be returned to me, even if it's not from you. And so that in return, because a lot of black men especially have abandonment issues, causes now a fucking problem. So this week I really learned the strength of... And it's not me forgiving them because, see, the reason I don't like apologies is because I feel like when you apologize to somebody, that's really to make you fucking feel better. That that doesn't make me feel better because you knew what the fuck you did when you did it, you know? 
So when someone apologizes, apologize to me for like, like I said, a misinterpretation, a misunderstanding of my verbiage or what I thought, or you just not having to atone for your actions. Apologize for that, but don't apologize for fuck shit like my dick slid into a 25-year-old. Don't apologize to me for shit like the money came up missing or I didn't mean to hit you, you just brought me to the limit. Like, these are not things that you can apologize to me for. These are things that you're just going to have to sit there like the the piece of shit that you are and just wait until I'm over the situation and I'm able to have a conversation with you as an adult, you know, and understand, like, what's happening right now. So all of my relationships came back. During this retrograde, I was given an opportunity to, you know, engage if I wanted to. I chose not to, um, not because I'm not healed, but just because, like, we don't really need to talk about that. Um, We don't need to talk about what you did. We don't need to talk about what I did. And actually, I actually wanted to thank one of them, the one that actually almost massacred me, um, and when I say, like, a motherfucker tried to kill me, I ain't talking about, like, you know, some lightweight shit. I'm talking about, like, a full-blown kidnapping, like, hanging in the basement, like, shooting, stabbing, like, then he overdosed. Like, I- I'm talking, like, some real deal, like, don't leave me type shit. And this was after this motherfucker was in a whole other relationship with another bra for, I think, two months he was living with her. And so that's why, like, I tell these girls all the time, I don't play with these hoes. I don't play with these dudes, especially not in my area code. They they wired a little bit different. So when you, you take a man that already came from nothing and he's established something, right, now you take – doesn't listen, niggas love nothing more than they bum bitch. They love they bum bitch, they side bitch, they bottom bitch, they main bitch. This is what they do. And if you take any of them out of rotation – they're like a dog with the bone, like they're going to strike. And so if you try to leave, right, because these men are out here building women just like we build men, you know. Y'all talk shit about women that got a dude that gets her hair done, got a dude that get her feet done, got a dude that buys her shoes, got a dude that buys her clothes. Y'all motherfuckers do the same shit. You got a chick that, you know, you live in a house with. You got your bad bitch that looks nothing like the bitch that you fuck with because she's the fantasy bitch. But she can't take out wifey because that's wifey. She's been here for so long. Then you got the young bitch because that makes you feel better about your fucking self-esteem. And then you got usually a nasty bitch somewhere because the shit that you really like to do, you can't do to the other three because that's that's who you really <clears throat> That's who you really care about or love and, and, and to introduce some of the filth or kink that you like in the bedroom, you're just not going to do it. So it's not that I think that men have two. I always think men have four. Hmm. Or women or four types of women. And if you're lucky, he only got two and they encompass half and half. So... I had the opportunity to sit down with people and really, not with people, but sit down with myself and really think about what did I learn from each one of these people? What was I able to gain from this? And each person, so like the first guy that abused me, I'm going to go ahead and just say this live on there. First guy, first boyfriend I had, um, aside from my high school sweetheart, 
Um, the one thing I learned from him was that I never had to question whether he loved me or not. I knew he did. He does to this day. To this day, if you were to ask him, he would say, she, but I love her. You know, and it, it's a, it's just an automatic, he's going to tell you he loved me and that he did love me. He has no shame about it tell anybody, including his own, his own people. Um, the second guy, what I learned from him was the game. I learned that, you know, the more money, the more problems, the more bitches, the more, you know, things that we accumulate, right? And the more options, the more choices, um, and then so on and so forth. So the men that I wrote about in my book, Staying in Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, um, the Victor Flores character, what did I learn from him? I learned that sometimes you can be a twin flame, sometimes you can be a kindred spirit, but that does not mean that you two are destined to get married. Love is more than marriage and children, right? Because some, some love, not all love, ends in marriage and children, and that's what I learned from that relationship. I learned that I could keep my hands to myself. I learned that I didn't have to beat on men because I thought they were going to do something to me because this is a man that I knew above all anything else would never lay a hand on me. Not that he had too much to lose or CIO of a company or any of that shit. It just was, it's just not in him to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like some men is in them. Like I'm not, I'm not being funny. I know somebody right now. It's just in them that if he's betrayed or he's crossed, he's, he's laying hands on you just because it's, such an abomination and it's such a disrespectful thing, especially even if he neglected you, even if he didn't fuck with you, even if he told you he didn't love you, even if he, he ain't seen you in a month of Sundays, literally, there's still this thing in him that feels that he should be adored and, and respected and, and, you know, um, you should be loyal to him. Even if he's not loyal to you, which I'm pretty sure is some level of mental illness. But, guys, tonight I'm going to end the show early. I'm going to leave you guys with the Kalani. Y'all know that I talked about this on my Instagram, at MissMiss.D.Scott. Um, the song is called Toxic, and let me tell you something. This shit is, like, my life right now. Like, this song, like, literally snatched my soul out. So her and Janae Aiko, they have a track together, but she has a track with Tori Lanez as well. But this one right here this shit is like really what my week was like going through this shit. And then you're not able to call somebody just on a whim, like what's good with you. And so it's just like when people push you away, sometimes you should just stay away because that's what they want. Let them stand on it. When people are bringing you in and you're unable to reciprocate that right now, I think the better thing to do is just to have a conversation about that. And then you have to let them go. Because it's it's not fair, but me, I could do I could do another five months. I could do that, and then you know renegotiate the contract. I don't think, and it's not an emotional decision. It's a um, it's a decision that'll be made based on, you know, I'm able to hold up my end of the bargain, and when I go into certain contracts, sometimes they don't end up the way you thought, and so when you part ways, you don't have a reason to talk. We don't have a reason to do anything. Um, but thank you so much for the opportunity and move forward. So I just think that <clears throat> I think some people need to read the fine lines and the fine print when they're in certain situations, and I think some people 
needs to read the red flag. Mm. We need to pay attention to the traumas that people have that they were unable to forgive the people that gave those traumas because when they don't forgive the people that gave the trauma, they're going to turn around and give you the trauma as well. And now you have to pay and be punished for the shit that somebody else did and you weren't even around. So <clears throat> I believe y'all, y'all, I swear to God, it's not the run of my shit dry as hell because I told you it's hot as fuck in here. My AC's not working or I just didn't turn it on right. But guys, I'm going to leave you with this Kaylani banger. I love this fucking song. It's called Toxic. It's on her newest LP, which is um, It Was Good Until It Wasn't. Now watch. This is when I put it on. It acts like it doesn't want to go. It takes like four times to get it on here. But it's worth it. I'll just keep clicking it. But it's Kehlani. K-E-H-L-A-N-I. It's not doing it. And y'all got to hear these lyrics. Y'all got to Google it and everything. Here we go. Problematic, you know that always.